Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina Man yahdillahu falamudillalahu wa man yudlilu falahadiyalahu Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqati wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Ya ayyuhalnasu attaqu rabbakum alladhi khalakakum min nafsin wahida Wa khalaka minha zawjaha Wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisa'a Wa attaqullaha alladhi tasa'aluna bihi wal arham Inna allaha kana alaykum raqiba Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqu allaha wa quulu qawlan sajida Yuslih lakum a'malakum Wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum Wa may yuta'illaha wa rasoolahu faqad faza fawzan azima Amma ba'd fa inna asdaqal hadithi kitabullahi ta'ala Wa khayrul hadith Hadiyun Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wa sharral umuri muhdathatuhah Wa kulla muhdathatin bid'ah Wa kulla bid'atin dalalah Wa kullu dalalatin finnaw Thumma amma ba'd Ayyuhal muslimun Ibadallah Usikum wa nafsi awalan Bitakwallahi subhanahu wa ta'ala Faqad faza al-muttakun First and foremost I advise myself and yourselves to observe the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in open and in secret. For indeed those who observe the taqwa of Allah azza wa jal, they are the successful ones. Ibad Allah, ayyuhal muslimun, yakur Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi muhkami ayatihi. Ba'da an a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu la tuqaddimu bayna. يَدَيِ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ And Allah Azza wa Jalla also says in his book يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَرْفَعُوا أَصْوَاتَكُمْ فَوْقَ صَوْتِ النَّبِيِّ وَلَا تَجَهَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِهِ كَجَهْرِ بَعْدِكُمْ لِبَعْدْ أَنْ تَحْبَطَ عَأْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا we laid the foundation with regards to these two verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these two verses found in Surah Al-Hujurat, it calls us towards observing the correct etiquette with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger. And the first foundation, as Allah Azawajal mentions, and He addresses the believers and He says, O oh, you who believe, do not place yourself before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. And this means to not give preference to your own opinions and your own desires above that of the statements of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. And we mentioned that this is the height of adab. That before we look at observing the correct etiquette with the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first foundation with regards to good akhlaq, it is akhlaq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. And so we mentioned in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he addresses the believers six times. 
five times calling out to them saying, Oh, you who believe. And the last call, Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nas, O mankind. So the next nida, which comes up, and as we mentioned, the statement of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, that he said that when you hear the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuhan ladina amanu, he said, lend your ear. For indeed Allah Azza wa Jal will command you with something or he will prohibit something upon you. So this is something which is extremely relevant to us, O servants of Allah. And so the third call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes and he says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu in ja'akum fasiqum binabi'in fatabayyanu an tusibu qawman bi jahalatin فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ So Allah Azza wa Jal calls out and He says, O oh, you who believe, إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقٌ بِنَبَئٍ That if a person who is engrossed and who is constantly sinning comes to you with any form of information, any form of news, whether it be regarding the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or your dunyawi affairs, Allah says, فَتَبَيَّنُوا Meaning, فَتَثَبَّتُوا Then get clarity with regards to the statement before you accept it. أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالَةٍ فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَأَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ So, the context of this verse. After the battle of Banu Mustalik in the fifth year of the Hijrah, in which the Mustalik tribe was defeated and they were taken as prisoners. Of course, in the context. And all members of the tribe were divided and given up to the Muslims in Medina as slaves. And so the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he married the daughter of the former king of the Mustalik tribe, Harith ibn Abi Darar. And his daughter was the wife of the Prophet Muhammad Juwayriyah. And the marriage made the Sahaba feel ashamed to have the relatives of the Prophet's wife as their servants. And so they freed the tribe members. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, then asked Al-Harith to invite the rest of his tribe to Islam. And he ordered Al-Harith to collect the zakah from those who became Muslims. And Al-Harith agreed. And he asked that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, send a messenger to them to collect the zakat at a particular time. And when the time had arrived and no messenger came to Al-Harith to collect the zakat, Al-Harith feared that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, was displeased with him for some reason. And so he consulted his fellow tribe members and they agreed to send a delegation to the Prophet Muhammad in Medina. At the very same time, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he sent the Sahabi Al-Walid ibn Uqba to collect the zakat from Al-Harith. And on Walid's way to the tribe of Bani Mustalik, he heard, he simply heard that a group from Bani Mustalik had set out and he became afraid. He returned to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and he said that Al-Harith refused to pay the zakah, and he said that Harith had threatened Walid ibn Uqba with his life. 
And the Prophet Muhammad also became upset at this. And so he sent a delegation of companions to deal with Al-Harith. The two groups met and came back to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, who said, why did you refuse to pay the zakah and why did you try to kill my messenger, referring to Al-Walid? Al-Harith replied and he said, by the one who sent you with the truth, I did not see him, nor did he come to me to collect the zakah. And the only reason I came to you, O Messenger of Allah, was because I feared that your reason for not contacting me was due to Allah's displeasure with us. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu in ja'akum fasiqun binaba'in fatabayyanu. And so this verse was revealed, confirming the truth of Al-Harith and reprimanding the Prophet Muhammad for his quick judgment. Whenever the Prophet Muhammad made an error, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectified it immediately. And so this verse warns the believers to thoroughly verify information which comes to them from questionable sources. And how many are these questionable sources today? We have the media, we have fake news, we have the imams of misguidance. Na'am ya ibad Allah. We have the imams of misguidance. Those who call to other than that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam orders the believers with. And they call to that which contradicts the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet. We live in a time when the truthful are declared to be liars. And the liars are declared to be truthful. And this principle becomes extremely important for us to apply with regards to matters of our deen and with regards to matters of our dunya. Not everything someone says is the ultimate truth. Just because someone said something makes this the truth. Just because someone said something about the deen of al-Islam makes it the haqq. But rather we need to verify this. And this principle was designed to avoid judgments which could bring harm to others. That since no matter how much we regret, it cannot wipe out the hurt caused by false accusations. And so Allah Azza wa Jal, He addresses us. And this address is relevant to us today. Ya amanu in fatabayyanu. Oh, you who believe, if a sinner comes to you with any report, then get clarity on this. First establish if this is the truth. Allah Azza wa Jal then goes on to mention a very very important principle. And Allah says, Allah says that the believers, they are but a brotherhood. And so, reconcile between your brothers when a dispute arises. And the solution to this is to possess the taqwa of Allah so that you may receive the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this verse, Allah tells us that the believers are but a brotherhood. And this verse is a great foundation with regards to brotherhood in Al-Islam. That the Muslim Ummah is but one brotherhood. When they, when they agree to unite upon the truth. 
the law given by Allah Azza and His Messenger. And this brotherhood, it is stronger than the connection between blood relatives. Meaning that if you have a Christian relative and you are a Muslim, then the connection between you and your Muslim brothers and sisters, it is stronger than your blood relation when they unite upon the truth. And so this principle is mentioned in many places of the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he says, Alayhi Salatu Wasallam, Al-Muslimu Akhul Muslim. That the Muslim is the brother of another Muslim. La yadlimuhu wa la yuslimuhu. Wa man kana fi hajati akhi, kana Allahu fi hajatihi. That the Muslim is the brother of another Muslim. La yadlimuhu. He does not oppress him. Wala yuslimuhu. And in the context of who? He does not surrender him to the enemy. Waman kana fi hajati akhi. And whosoever is in the assistance of his brother, and whoever aids his brother, kana Allahu fi hajatihi. Then this person will always find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of his needs. So where is this concept today, ya ibadullah? of Islamic Brotherhood. We oppress one another. We follow each other's faults and we are quick to sever ties for the smallest of disputes which may occur between us. We don't give each other due rights. The rights becoming of every Muslim of spreading salam and giving sincere advice when advice is sought from you. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he says La yahillu li muslimin the Prophet Muhammad says that it is not permissible for the Muslim to boycott his brother for more than three days. How many of us fall into this? We have a dispute with regards to our brothers about some worldly matter and we sever of relations. How many of us dispute with regards to Masail? Matters of the deen where indifference of opinion is allowed and we sever off as a result of this. The Prophet Muhammad he said it is not permissible for a Muslim to boycott another Muslim for more than three days. And there is exceptions to this rule, na'am, but this is the general rule that we do not boycott our brothers. We do not boycott our brothers. The Prophet Muhammad he also said, Mathalul mu'mina fi tawadihim. The Prophet said, and he strikes forth the parable of the believers, and he says, The believers in their mutual love and their mercy for one another is like that of a body. If one organ or body member becomes or feels pain, then the rest of the body becomes overtaken with fever. And this is the likeness of the believers. And so Allah Azza wa Jal, He gives us this very important foundation with regard to brotherhood. And He says, That the believers are but a brotherhood. So rectify between your brothers Allah, have the taqwa of Allah, la'allakum turhamun. And so this should be the natural reaction 
when Muslims have disputes amongst each other. The reaction of one who possesses the taqwa of Allah and the one who is upon the fitrah, the natural innate disposition which Allah Azza wa has created us upon, is that they should call for reconciliation. And this should be the natural response. And also the response of those around those who fall into dispute. That they should work actively towards reconciling and not adding fuel to the fire. أَقُولُ مَا سَمِعْتُمْ وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَنْبِ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد على نعمة الإسلام والإيمان ولك الحمد أن جعلتنا من أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد The next nida Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes in Surah Al-Hujurat is where Allah Azza wa Jal mentions in the 11th verse Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la yaskhar qawmun min qawmin asa'in yakuna khayran minhum wala nisa'un min nisa'in asa'in yakuna khayran minhunna wala talmizu anfusakum wala tanabazu bilalqab bi'asal ismul fusuqu ba'dal iman wa man lam yatub fa'ulaika humul zalimun Allah mentions and he addresses us and he says, O oh, you who believe, la yaskhar qawmun min qawmin. O oh, you who believe, do not scorn and do not belittle a people. Asa ayyakunu khayran minhum. For perhaps those people, would you belittle and you scorn, they may be better than you. Wala nisa'un min nisa'in. Nor should women folk scorn one another. For perhaps these women who you scorn may be better than you. So Ya Allah Azza wa Jalla speaks about the general adab to be observed amongst Muslims. And how the relationship should be. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He lays down certain prohibitions which must be implemented in order to achieve true brotherhood. In order to establish Brotherhood, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He lays down certain prohibitions which must be implemented in order to achieve true brotherhood. And so the first thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He prohibits in this verse, it is sukhriyah. It is to scorn and to look at your Muslim brother with the eye of belittlement. Someone looks at one who is lesser than him in terms of wealth and he belittles him as a result of this. A person who has physical strength or a person who has emotional strength, he looks at the one who is weak and he belittles him. Or someone who has many kids whom Allah Azza wa Jal has blessed with progeny, he looks at the one who is barren and he belittles him. And there are many examples of this. A person who has been given beauty by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he looks at the one who has less beauty than him and he belittles that person. And someone who is rich, we mentioned, he belittles the one who is poor. And so Allah Azza wa Jal prohibited this. 
Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la yaskhar. O you who believe, do not scorn and do not belittle those who are lesser in status than you. Because it is only Allah Azza wa Jal who has given you these bounties which you enjoy. And so this is the first prohibition. Allah Azza wa Jal, He also says, وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ And this means to not find faults. Do not go about looking for the faults of your Muslim brothers if it is not apparent. And do not discredit your brothers and sisters. يعني to not character assassinate. And Wallah Musta'an, many of us are guilty of this. Allah Azrael says, وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ To not find faults with yourselves. Why did Allah say this? Because the Prophet Muhammad also said, Al-Muslim mir'atul Muslim. He said that the, the Muslim, he is the mirror to another Muslim. So, your Muslim brother's character, it is a reflection of you. And so in another hadith, the Prophet Muhammad he tells us, لا يستر عبد عبدا إلا ستر الله يوم القيامة That no servant covers the faults of another servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that Allah azza wa jal will cover his faults when, it, when it's needed the most on the day of Qiyamah. So if you wish that Allah azza wa jal overlooks and Allah azza wa jal is asitir the one who covers faults and overlooks. If you wish that Allah Azza wa Jal overlooks your own faults, then overlook the faults of your brothers. And Allah Azza wa Jal in this verse, He also prohibits an-nabz. And an-nabz, it means to call someone by a nickname which he dislikes. We know that it's permissible in Al-Islam to give each other good nicknames, as we see with the companions of Rasulullah. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu was named such because he was always accompanied with kittens and so he was given the nickname by the Prophet Muhammad father of the kitten but any nickname which a person dislikes or any nickname which is used to belittle a person then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited this Allah azza wa jal says Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu la yaskhar qawmun min qawmin O you who believe do not scorn. Let not one people scorn another people. For perhaps this people that you scorn and you belittle, perhaps it might be that they are better than you in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That those of you who are the most noble in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those who possess the most taqwa. And so whenever these prohibitions are found, within a brotherhood, then brotherhood will not exist. May Allah Azza wa Jal predict this from this. Amin Ya Rabbul Alameen. وَهَذَا وَصَلُّوا رَحِمَكُمُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ خَيْرِ الْبَلِيَّةِ وَأَزْكَ الْبَشَرِيَّةِ صَاحِبُ الْحَوْدِ وَالشَّفَاعَةِ فَقَدْ أَمَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرٍ بَدَأَ فِيهِ بِنَفْسِهِ وَثَنَّ بِمَلَائِكَةِ الْكُدِّسِ مُسَبِّحَةٍ وَثَلَّ صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وارض اللهم عن خلفاء الأربعة أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعلى وعن سائر الصحابة نبيك أجمعين وأن معهم بأفوك وجودك يا رحم الراحمين
Allahumma a'izzal islam wal muslimin Allahumma a'izzal islam wal muslimin Allahumma a'izzal islam wal muslimin Wakhdulul shirka wal mushrikin Wadammir a'daaka a'daadin Ya Rabbal Alamin Allahumma qsum lana min khashyatika Ma yahulu baynana wa bayna ma'asik Wa min ta'atika ma tuballighuna bi jannatak Wa min al-yaqini ma tuhawinu bihi alayna musibati dunya Wa matikna Allahumma bi asma'ina wa absarina wa kuwatina Ma ahyaytana wa ja'alul waritha minna Wa ja'al za'rana ala man zalamana Wa ansurna ala man adana ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا تسلط علينا ما لا يرحمنا يا رب العالمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا كرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة إباد الله رحمكم الله وأقيموا الصلاة